We will, we will unshock you. This is Unshocked. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Unshocked. My name is Reggie. And as usual, we are here to peel back the layers of obscurity that um, make other cultures confusing to many of us. We are here to shed light for everyone to live with each other more easily. For this episode, I am again joined by our ever stalwart and ever gracious friend and fixture from our first episode, Nathan Wilson. And Nathan, can you mention for our audiences where you are right now? Uh, I am in Newcastle on the east coast of Australia, two hours north of Sydney. So it's good to be here again. I reckon that it's close to summer over there. Very close to summer, yeah. it's uh, Summer begins tomorrow, 1st of December tomorrow, first day of summer. Uh, but strangely enough, it's it's not quite summer weather. It's raining at the moment, so it's kind of the weather's a little bit unusual here at the moment. It's uh, We're in a strong uh, La Nina weather pattern, which means we're getting more rain than usual, but, you know, that happens, you know, every so many years, So, which is nice. So it's not as hot as it uh, normally is, which is which is good for us, you know, at the moment. And we, we need the rain, so it's good. Yeah, because of the placement of our uh, countries, I'm from the Philippines, so this is somewhere up to the north of Australia, somewhere up to the northwest, I think. Even as you are entering your summer, mm-hmm. we are entering our colder season, the rainy season. Yeah. And that's just how it is in our very diverse world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do an episode on it, maybe, <laughs> in the future, you know. And and we are also joined for this episode by a very esteemed colleague. He is uh, from Nigeria, but he is currently based in the Philippines. Please, let's all give a warm greeting to Francis. Hi, Francis. Hi. Hi, Re- Reggie and uh, Nathan. Nice to see you guys. Nice to see. Yes. I'm all yes. in, in the Philippines. Yes, in part of Philippines called uh, on the on the Calabar zone, but particularly in Batangas. And for the benefit of the audience, yes, I think that locale is three or two hours away from Manila. I think it's close to a lake and the sea. That's what. I'm... Correct. Yeah, it's Lake Taal. Let's just I'll say look it up on Google Maps. <laughs> I'll Google. I'll Google Earth, and uh, yeah, yeah. Nathan is also near the sea. Newcastle, yes. I think, yep. is along the the coastline of Eastern Australia. Yes, Pacific uh, Ocean. So, okay, so Francis, we are so glad to have you here today because our user submitted question is very relevant to his background. So let's hear it out. Hello, I'm Sofia from the Philippines. So I have a question about African tribes or, well, to be more politically correct, ethnic groups. How do these African tribes or ethnic groups today fit in and function in the current social and political structures across the African nations? 
Thank you for that question, Sophia. Yeah, I would actually like to uh, address one other question first to Francis. Can you please tell us a bit about your background, sir? All right. Uh, thank you very much. Once again, my name is Francis Kayode Ashipa Oloye. Uh -huh. uh, I'm obviously from the look of things from the continent <laughs> called Africa, <laughs> from the west of Africa, a country called Nigeria. Okay. Like you said, I'm currently in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Okay. I came into the Philippines in 2007. I came in as a missionary in 2007 mm -hmm. to be a Catholic priest. Then after one or two years, I left the seminary. I took my master's degree and two PhD degrees. And uh, currently I'm just right now, the Dean of the Graduate School of LPU Laguna, Lyceum of the Philippines University Laguna, and also the Assistant Vice President for International Relation. So I'm just here serving God and humanity through my chosen vocation, to teach and to impact knowledge. Mm -hmm. So for me, teaching is also a vocation. Since I was not able to preach mm -hmm. as a priest, yeah. I tried to convert my passion and enthusiasm mm -hmm. from preaching the word to teaching in the classroom. Yeah. So basically that is me, because if I want to go further, it may take us another 10, 20 minutes to mm -hmm. go into that. So basically <laughs> that, is, that is who I am as a person. Like I told you, Nathan, uh, we have a, sort of a heavy hitter with us right yeah no i like it it's it's good uh, i understood that completely so it is uh, based on what you said you've been here for over 13 years now yes. and you've seen uh, a lot of the philippines that you can contrast with you know your native country yeah um, do any of us really the three of us do, do we know what the formal definition of a tribe actually is. Um, Sophia actually said that to be more respectful, she used the term ethnic background, which I think is a, a product of a stream of teaching that says it's more polite to refer to uh, a person as belonging to an ethnic background instead of belonging to a tribe. So... I myself, I, I haven't seen the formal definition of tribe yet. Have you any know, of you? Know, you know, well, I don't have my dictionary handy either, but you know. Nathan, you know what? What Sophia said is um, it's not really a big deal because tribe is a, is a word in the dictionary. Yes, Every yes. word is okay. It depends on how it is used because a word can have what is called connotation and denote mm -hmm. something else in mm -hmm. another context. So when you yeah. say tribe, tribe is tribe. But if you have a negative perception about the word tribe, that's where the problem is. It means you don't have an, a good idea. I was looking up at the dictionary, especially the Oxford yes. Dictionary of 1933, yes. whereby a tribe was described um, basically as a group of people or persons coming together to form a community because they claim to have more or less a common descent or common uh -huh. ancestors, mm -hmm. okay? So yeah. they, they, they descended from a particular ancestor. So when people come together as a tribe, you know, the word tribe is like tri, T-R-I, okay? Mm. Uh -huh, it's uh -huh. like three, okay? Mm. So when you tribe, then you look at another word. The, another word is, words will be like boo or foo, which mm. is basically uh -huh. root. So yeah. when you say three, the root, the root mm. of people. So yes. you know, when one or two or more are gathered, it becomes a community. 
So it tried became known in the formal setting as a group of people that decided to come together because they have one belief that they have a common ancestor. Yeah. And that's why their way of life and things they do seem to be kind of unique within their own context at a particular historical epoch. By the way, Francis, you've lived in the Philippines, so you know that among Filipinos, when someone mentions tribe, it's not really very respectful. <laughs> you, you know that the local word for tribe here is tribu. And when you mention something like tribu, what really comes to mind to some Filipinos are, you know, groups of people who shout, oh, 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 or something like that. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm just being honest, okay? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I am not really sure, Nathan, if mm. in your circumstances, you would have a notion of tribes as very has, apparent in Australian society. I'm yeah, not sure. it, it has a different meaning. Like I hear everything Francis is saying and I think uh, that's, that's true. Uh, and I think you do get tribes like that in Australia because Australia is very multicultural. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, you know, many people from Africa and they even, yes. I guess, have um, tribal, um, like they congregate together in their tribes or, or get along more with people of the same tribe as, and, you know, things like that. And sometimes don't get along with people from other tribe, even even in Australia, you know, those tribal roots are here. There is a sort of another notion of, of tribe or, or what we call tribalism, which is a, something that's common in the West where it has a different meaning. It's more political where people are, are divided and I guess coming together based on political beliefs, which is something that you're hearing a lot here. But it's not a common ancestor or, or, or a family thing. It's just based on affiliation to ideals, I guess. So that's a different concept of tribe, but yeah. But that's that's okay, Nathan. You you're correct. It's mm. the same. It, it's just a mindset and mm. lack of knowledge about people not understanding the word. So yeah. they took the meaning of the word in another context to depict yes. something else. Yes, okay? exactly right. Because the notion of tribe, mm. even beyond the formal definition, is that yep. you belong to a particular community. Yes. We share common things together. Let me give you a good example, Nathan. Mm. Um, if I go to Europe and America, for example, mm-hmm. I'm almost likely going to be attracted when I see a fellow black. Yes. I will be more easily attracted to say, hey, bro, how far how are you? Yeah. Because you something attracted us together. Okay. Yeah, of course. Then when mm. I start sharing with that guy, you know, it brings I mean it will get a different meaning if the person does not identify with me. Because yep. he's now living in Europe and America, he speaks the language, he's more fluent yep. and things like that. He may mm-hmm. not identify with me. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. I will not see anything to share with that guy in common. So yes. I may not consider him as part of my community. Yep. So tribe is actually beyond the issue of, uh, let me, I like to use the word coloration. It's just a matter of color. For example, I look at Nathan, you have yep. a pointed nose. Mm-hmm. Me, I have a flat nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but what makes us, Stronger is our humanity, the humanity we share together. Yeah. You get the point? But yeah, that's our, our, our beliefs, you know, exactly. It's beliefs, so. concretized if we yeah. agree that yeah. we are together and we live together. Yes. And that similarity is what attracts people together. Yeah. And when they live together over time and many years together, 
They become yes. part of the family. They intermarry. Yes. They exchange cultural yeah. ideas. Yeah. And before you realize it, you don't even know who is this, who is this. You go to America. Tell me who is the real American. It's not yeah. those who claim to be yeah. Americans right now. Yeah. But mm. the society has evolved. Modernization mm. and uh, globalization are setting so that everybody cannot claim to be America so long as you have the citizenship, maybe by birth or by naturalization mm-hmm. or whatever. Those yeah. who are real Americans, so to speak, are not those claiming to be Americans. Yeah. But today is different. Yeah. Um, let me just uh, point out that here in the Philippines, uh, there are still groups of people that are considered to be tribes. Some of them uh, live in the far north. So the far north of the Philippines is a very mountainous area. And there are people who've learned to live in those high altitudes. And they have been considered as tribes. And there are also tribes down in the south of the Philippines who were indoctrinated by Islamic missionaries, as I remember from our history. One thing that I seem to remember is the present situation in Africa has plenty to do with how tribes interacted in the past. Mm-hmm. So in in Africa, or at least even in just in Nigeria, you know, Africa is a okay. big country. Yeah. Yet, is there a lot of significance for tribes in the general history that you grew up in? All right. Um, thank you. Let me begin by saying that Africa is a continent, not a yes. country. So, yeah, sorry. So, sorry. People have this uh, misconception yeah. to categorize Africa as a country. It's the second yeah. largest continent after Asia with over 3,000 ethnic groups or tribes, uh-huh. with over 2,000 languages. Nigeria alone, for example, has more than, two, more than 250 tribes. Nigeria alone. Okay. And that's yeah. the most populous country in Africa. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. when people ask me, how can you describe Nigeria? I think the best description will be whatever China is to Asia, that is what Nigeria is to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because okay. of population, yeah. trade and commerce, name yeah. it, the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly, anything, name it. So these <laughs> tribes are people uh, that are geographically connected and disconnected. Let me put it that way. Okay, so okay. What is peculiar about this tribe? These tribes are, remember, tribes are first and foremost human beings. Yes, yes. Okay, who found okay. themselves existing in the same space and in the same ecosystem, but through uh-huh. the innate nature of man, because man is also a social being, uh-huh. in the process of trying to craft a better future for himself, he came in contact with other human beings. Then he now described himself as, oh, we have our tribe, this tribe is different. Then the distinction started coming in about what tribe you belong to. Now, those who partition different parts of the world, for example, those who partition Africa, partition Africa in such a way that the group people who are also not, don't have similar features. And yet they describe all of them as Africa. Mm -hmm. You go to the north of Africa, Egypt, Morocco, and the rest of that, Uh these guys look like the Arabs. There is no difference between them. Mm. Those from the Middle East, and yet they are Africans. So it would be logical, I mean, illogical to just say that Africans, for example, are tribal people, they're into wars, they're always fighting. It's not mm. true. Mm. What I noticed yes. about, for example, tribal wars in Africa is basically the 
the insatiable sense of man to wanting to be in power mm-hmm. and to maintain power and never wants to leave power. And that leads yeah. to corruption, greed, and selfishness. Yeah. And as such, there is tribal conflict. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like a company, there's always a conflict or what we call in the modern term competition, right? Yeah. People are competing, but they don't Ooh, use yeah. and, la- and arrows or bows to kill each other. They mm-hmm. compete with words. They compete with advertisement. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a war between the Republicans, for example, and the Democrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Words, right? Mm-hmm. So they have one particular ideology that mm-hmm. is so Republican. So we can mm-hmm. call them the, the Republican tribe. So mm-hmm. we can also yeah. say Democratic tribe. Why? These are people that came together mm-hmm. to have the same ideology, mm-hmm. live in one goal, whether mm-hmm. they have the same ancestor or not, but they are driven by one thing in common, and that's why they are still living. So anybody that does not belong to their part is seen as yeah, an enemy. Yeah. The tribe by itself is not evil. It's oh, those okay. who are ruling the tribes mm. and now use the opportunity of, of their position of power to mm. now start becoming so irrational yeah. to the point that because they want to be there forever, anybody that opposes them will be killed. Mm. The same is happening in any part of the world. Look at what mm. is happening in America, for example. Mm. Trump mm. wanted to be there. Mm. So if Trump mm. and his existence is those primitive ages, he's doing the same thing in the modern world. I have a friend whose name is Patrick Lumumba. Uh-huh, he said uh-huh. if Africans fight war, they call it tribal war. Mm-hmm. But if Europe and America have gone into war, they call it world war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I get your point. Yeah, yeah. I get your point. They call it yeah. world war. But in Africa, it's tribal war. Okay? Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to our program. If you're enjoying our discussion so far, please do click, tap, or smash those like follow or subscribe buttons, whichever may be at hand. We'd really love to hear from you, so send us an email or drop by our social media. All those links provided in the description. So get ready. And now, back to our program. Look at the Vikings. You watch the movie Vikings, right? Um, Vikings. I have, I'm seeing one or two episodes, but... You see? Yeah. What are they doing? These yeah. are tribes Tribal, to go and yeah. conquer. Yeah. It's tribal war, tribal... Mm. Yes, yes. Like that. Thank you very much. There are similarities to yeah, those. It goes on in all cultures. Yeah. 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 And you know, like I, I have some Swedish ancestry. So, you know, presumably there was um some sense of tribe somewhere back in time. So, you know, <laughs> so it's not like, you know, Francis, you're somehow belong to a tribe and we don't, you know. We do. No, 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 we, yeah. we, and we we may not we may not call it a tribe, but you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but very uh, interesting. Also interesting that you mentioned Francis about Trump. You know, when I was talking earlier about tribalism and about the you know political ideology as a form of tribalism, that's very much a, a, the example I was thinking of. So, you know, yeah. hit the nail right on the head there. So it's a universal concept. It's a universal yes. concept. It's just yeah. you may not use the word tribe. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, in those days, there are division of people. You have the 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 Negroes, the Kafsaloid, the Mongoloids, these are just mm. depiction of a human being in order mm. to di- to distinguish the different races. So these mm. tribes are just a matter of short of words or lack of adjective to qualify people. So mm. everybody was tribal. But yeah. today they don't use the tribe because the society has evolved, modernization has set place, and there are some of those people in the mountain, like you're describing, doesn't mean they are less human than we are. If let me say something about the Islamic culture, for example, one yeah. of the one of the conflicts we have in Nigeria is by a group called Boko Haram. 
Yeah. What that I've means is that them. Western education is evil. For I've the people who are yeah. around, you know, the, these are yeah. Islamic uh, groups that are like a, like a, like a, a terrorist, for example. For example, mm -hmm. if you want to call yeah. them that way. They, their name is Boko Haram. It means that Western education is evil. So oh. they don't want anything from the external to infiltrate into the culture of their people because the culture is also subsumed under Islam. Okay? Uh -huh. Part of the Islamic tenet is the child must study Quran. He or she must follow the Sharia law, whereby mm -hmm. laws are given based on the, uh, the, the Quran and everything and as taught by the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that you mm -hmm. have to follow a particular injunction. But for them, they see a distortion to the way of life of their people by these external bodies. Yeah, because yeah, they see yeah. it as indoctrinating their people and driving their mentality away from Islam. But the Western <laughs> world is saying that, hey, allow people to, to be self, you know, to be free, do whatever they like to do. No, you cannot just allow people to do whatever they have to do. They have to follow the basic tenet of the Sharia. You see, so by the time you look at it, you'll be wondering what exactly is happening. You see that people over the years have twisted things and have evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, at the, look at the aborigines in Australia. They are still yeah, there. Yeah. So yeah. Look at the aborigines. They are still Australians, whether you like it or not. But those yeah, are definitely. the original yeah. and the traditional Australia. But today, right. people like Nathan are claiming that they are Australian, but they are not really Australians. Mm -hmm. The main Australians, based on historical antecedents, mm -hmm. are the Aborigines, mm -hmm. and in, in America are the Red Indians. You get the point? And in the Philippines are the Malay, Malay people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also yeah, yeah. Malaysia yeah. and some Indonesia and the rest of them. You know, look at that. It's the beauty of the world. But the word tribe now is now seen as something negative because mm -hmm. the society mm -hmm. has evolved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they seem to be primitive people. They are not modernized. Yeah. They're not, you know, yeah, yeah modernized. Their ways are still primitive. Therefore, yeah. it's it has a different and negative. Uh, yeah, yeah. In Australia, Nathan, do you still see that much of a demarcation on your end? We we don't really see the, the demarcation in terms of you know what Francis is saying. Tribes, no, yeah, it's not it. It's it's only used as a a, a kind of negative connotation to describe political allegiances is oh. how the word is used here. There are, you know, yeah. tribes or in, in a sense, you know, you wouldn't, you, it's not a very politically correct word. Yes. But, you know, the Indigenous Australians, you know, they they had their 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 own groups or, or you know, tribes for want of a better term. Um, and so they, they're still, they still have those demarcations. And in a sense, um, there are still the, territories, the, I think, that they're... Yeah, they have their, they have their what they call their, their, their country, where their ancestors, uh, where their ancestors are from. And, you know, even though they probably spread out around the country, they still feel a connection to their country. You know, that's where, you know, their ancestors, grandparents, and many of them like to go back to that, even though it's in a rural area and there might not be much there, they like to go go back to those places to, to visit oh. and things like that. And... Um, you know, I'm trying to paraphrase a lot here, but but in terms of in terms of the, the rest of the population, um, you know, uh, there is a sort of a tribalism again based on just shared shared values. It's a it's a very loose thing, um, you know. Like, and I guess in some respects, like we have state of origin, you know, rugby league football, state of origin, <laughs> which is you know, um, New South Wales versus Queensland, the two states. 
of New South Wales and Queensland, and we compete in football. And, you know, even, and and we, you know, so, you know, during those times of the year, we all tend to, you know, um, uh, uh, what they call this rally the troops. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, 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 barrack, we barrack for our state, and you know, like I'm a proud <laughs> New South New South Welshman, which is the New South Wales Blues. We wear blue, and Queensland wear the maroons. That's a very loose form of tribalism, and it only happens like once a year when the football's on. Uh, we don't literally fight one another. It's just kind of competition. It can be a bit, you know. Um, a bit of bravado and you know but, but in a sense essentially it's good natured you know so that that sort of tribalism in a sense is, is kind of a, a healthy thing so it, um and you know i guess in a sense we often think that labels are a bad thing but with without labels you know how do you how do you kind of bring structure to our world so yeah you know, belonging, to, belonging to a tribe can be something can can be a good thing you know in a sense yeah, I suppose yeah, yeah. as a christian myself i belong to to you know, a, 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 I guess you could call it a tribe. You know, Christianity. It's it's like, I guess it's a family where a group of people from all around the world, different ethnic groups that come together. So uh, we don't think of ourselves as a tribe, but uh, it, in some respects, it kind of is. Some respects, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So within this context, our working definition, based on the dictionary, is a community of people assembled together. They have common interests. Okay. And uh-huh. share similar ancestral or uh, uh, peculiarities as a people. That makes them already a tribe. That makes them already ethnic group. That makes them a political party. That makes them an organization. Oh, yeah, yeah, that a community. We can go on and on. That's so beautiful. Um, mm. It just makes me wonder, Francis, as far as you remember the, the way of life back home. You you're somehow born into a group, or is that still a popular notion? Like like okay, I'm Francis. I belong to this group because I was born into it. Is is that still there? Are they still? The question is like, am I born? I mean, are the tribes still there? The tribes are still there. If yes, I yes. was born in the province, uh-huh. because in Nigeria we have states, and we also have oh, okay. villages. If I was uh-huh. born in the village, in the village that, yeah. you know, yeah. things are yeah. not yet modernized like in the city, uh-huh. then it's like some people are describing, oh, this guy is from the village. It means that it's still not um, modernized. His ways are still, you know, backward. It's still not in touch with reality. But those oh. who are born in the city are looked at differently. Uh-huh. Okay, let me give you another example. In the Philippines, you have the Bajaos. Yeah, I, I like your Mamiyans. example of that. Yeah, yeah. They're, you look they're... at them, you don't see them as modernized you still see them as primitive yeah, that, that's the perception yeah. their tradition mm-hmm. they walk barefoot it's just that if you look back because i did a study i did an ethnographic study one time with yes, yes, Joy. Uh-huh. The, my study was about the proliferation of street children the then i discovered that most of the street children you find in the philippines uh-huh. especially in batangas are the bajaos okay yeah yeah true, true. Okay. and i was trying to do a, a root cause analysis i discovered that they are from uh, Mindoro, uh-huh. okay. I mean, now uh-huh. so they migrated. Why? Because there's a seaport in Batangas, so uh-huh. it's easy for them to travel. So when they came into Batangas, they resorted to begging because the Bajaus are the sea gypsies, they live by the sea. So yeah. they are people that of the sea, life. and that's yeah. how you describe their tribe, you know, the yes. sea gypsies. True, true, yeah, yes. So because I was born in Lagos, 
Yeah. When I say those from the from, unless you tell me, oh, I'm from the village, I will not see you as a tribe. Okay. I understand. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> because you grew up in that environment. Environment. Right? Yeah. So it depends on what is there and the kind of leader you have, the kind of yeah. social awareness and everything. But if you are still backward, that you are not even exposed to technology, to basic social amenities, you may be termed as, oh, this tribe, this particular tribe are still like that. But okay. in reality, even within a city, for example, yeah. if you go to the city of Batangas, yeah. the Badaos live in Barangay Mawawa. It's still within Batangas city, but they have been sectionalized mm-hmm. by the geographical boundary seen as this are the Bajau community. Okay, so it's now called the Bajau community because these guys don't fit in. Look at China, for example. The uh, cities are developed now, they are going to rural areas uh, because you can call the tribes as those living in the rural areas. Okay, so they are true, now true, going to so, rural areas to develop yeah. the rural areas so as to be at par with the city. Yes, so unless this is done, they will still be regarded as tribe. As but the word tribe, tribe is not, should not be seen as negative, it yeah, depends yeah. on how you use the word in the context. So for me, <laughs> tribe, if you say I'm a tribe, I'm a tribal man, okay, because I belong to a particular tribe. So one of the ways of looking at the tribal people are those who are living mm-hmm. on the remote, not the remote, yeah, yeah. the remote part of rural yeah, area. The, the remote, yeah. Very remote part. So yeah. there is this temptation to still describe to them, describe them as tribal. But today I'm telling you the word tribal is gradually not yeah, in it, anymore. It's it rather ethnic groups. The... Ethnic groups. Okay, yes. Similar to here in the Philippines, yes. uh, Manila is the sort of center of commerce and everything else, even of government. So mm-hmm. it's like if you were born in Manila, you don't necessarily think of yourself as part of a separate group or an ethnic yes. group. Yes. But if you were born away from the center of urban life, Yep. Not necessarily mm-hmm. remote, even just rural areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it yep. becomes advantageous for you to, to belong to yes. a certain group. Even in, yes. in the Bible, the yes. tribe of Judah, yes. right? The tribe of Judah, the tribe of uh, this, the tribe of Manasseh, the tribe. So that is the way. But the, when things became modernized, they started giving names. You don't yes. use tribes anymore. But yes. those but, people who are still in those remote areas, they don't have to be necessarily called tribes. Yes. 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 Negative connotation of tribal people are yes. those who are still primitive, who yeah. are not developed, who don't yeah. have amenities, who still live in the forest, yes. live yes. with animals. Those can be described as tribal people. But in true sense, everybody, every society grew yes. out of a tribe that yes. evolved to becoming a name that is now modernized. You look at the Jew, some of them will still tell you they are the tribe of Judah. They yeah. belong to yeah. the tribe of Judah till today. Yes. Yeah. So what you understand by the word tribe of Judah, in that sense, will not be a negative connotation as, as primitive people, but yeah, a tribe that yeah. is solid, that is founded on some principle, and yeah. like it's a lion, they are warriors. You get yes. the point? I guess you heard about the Rohingyas in Myanmar. Yes. It's like there's a blurring of the lines. It's like they can be described mm-hmm. as an ethnic community distinct mm-hmm. from the rest of the Myanmar population. But, sure. you know, sometimes they're also referred to as the Rohingya tribes, you mm-hmm. know, but yep. it's not necessarily a reflection 
you know, on their worth to Myanmar society. It's just a matter of semantics. Yeah, it's a matter of semantics. As simple as that. If you ask me where I came oh, from, okay. yeah, yeah. I will tell you I belong to this. I'm from this ethnic group. Oh, okay, okay. So I will just tell you this is where I belong to. This is where, of course, it depends on the uh, the is it the petrarchal or matriarchal kind of system of system of uh, okay. yeah. system yeah. because in yeah. Nigeria it's very petrarchal. Whatever family your father came from is where you are from. Oh, okay. So so it's like yeah. your father's uh, ancestry. Yes, it's the one that takes precedence, but but over you're, the mother's side. But in some African country, the yeah. mother's place of birth is where this child will will associate oh, with. Oh, I didn't okay. know that. I didn't For know example, that. I think in Ghana, it's very mitraka. Is uh-huh. the mother? You go. To, I was talking to a, a friend of from India. You know what he told me in India? He uh-huh. said it's very um it's very lucrative to get married in India. Mm-hmm. I said why? He said it's because it's the woman that marries the guy. Yeah. And it's the woman that pays the dowry. But in Africa, it's the other way around, especially in Nigeria. It's the man that pays the dowry, that pays this, that pays that. But in India, can you imagine? It's unbelievable. It's the woman. It feels great to know that you're probably enjoying our banter, which is why you're still here with us. We'd really love to hear from you, so send us an email or drop by our social media. All those links provided in the description. Send us your culture questions. We would like you to tell us what you want to talk about. And we will listen. Yes, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. So bring it on. We can take it. And now, back to our program. So what you're saying is when you hear African tribes, they're not just simply the tribes in the classical sense that they're primitive. Uh, uh, Reggie, Reggie, sorry, let me butt in a bit. Yes. One of those is that if you look at the different countries that were colonized, yes, the true. colonial yeah. masters write about these colonies, mm-hmm. it's a depiction that has created a negativity in the minds of many till today. Mm-hmm. Those guys who wrote about Africa, the colonial masters and some of those authors that wrote about Africa, uh-huh. saw Africa from a different perspective. It's more of primitive okay, yeah, people. True, true. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. suffering, tribal war, tribal conflict, but they are actually the cause of the conflict sometimes. Yeah, most yeah. of the time. So you look yeah, at it very yeah. well. So these guys, the way they depict Africa in the mind, the other day I was talking to a friend, he said, oh, there are many lions in Africa anywhere you go, there are lions ready to kill you. I said, yeah, no, no, it's not like that. Probably so like, all these guys that wrote about Africa, uh-huh. most of their writings were very negative about Africa. Is it yeah. true? So it's larger extent, yes, it's true. But that is not the complete picture yeah, of what yeah, Africa it is. It is not a complete picture. Of what Africa is. So the more I hear from what you're saying, you know, Africa is a continent and you have many nations there. Yes, more than 57. Yes. And each nation has a different background. Yes. It's really the same as saying that Europe is a continent. Correct. And there are many nations there. Correct. And, uh, you know, th- there's even a demarcation line between Eastern and Western Europe. Correct. Yes. With different languages. In Western Europe, that's where you get your Irish, your English, the French, the uh, the Germans, just to mention a few. And in Eastern Europe, that's where they say you get the Czechoslovakians, the, right. 
Serbians or the Russians, you know, uh, the Georgians, groups of people like that. So it's like when you say this is Europe and this is how varied it is, you can say that in Africa, it's even more varied and it's, it's actually bigger. Yeah. So, so you can't put it into simple words like tribal oh. wars because conflicts also exist in Europe. Correct. Even I'm now. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's like they, they have mm-hmm. conflicts over there in a certain part of Europe. It's right. not really the whole of Europe, right? Correct. It's not the whole of Europe. Correct. It's just saying loosely, you know, this is how they describe it. It's like Correct. Eastern Correct. Europeans are in so much conflict that they want to cross into Western Europe. When you describe things like that, that has similarities with Africa, right? Correct. As simple Africa as that. has similarities yeah. with, with there are parts yeah. of Africa that are as in conflict. Correct. Yeah. You go to Europe, you still find some tribes, huh? So it's the same thing. It's just the way same people thing. depict the way yes. that continent Africa has been depicted. But let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Based on history, that is the cradle of civilization. Uh, Egypt is the cradle of uh, civilization. Oh, okay. And civilization okay. started in Africa. Now, there was a time that they said the richest man on earth was a guy from Mali, Mensa Musa. I don't say that. It depends on how you look at the historical antecedents of Africa and yes. you, how you are portrayed them. But those yes. who demarcated Africa said that Egypt and the rest are part of Africa. Does that logically follow that everybody from Africa are black? Does that necessarily follow that all those from Africa are like those from Sudan? Because Sudan is one of the poorest countries in Africa. Yeah. If you see oh, the way okay. they live, uh-huh. you'll be surprised. But that's mm-hmm. not the only case. You go to Philippines. The first time I came to Philippines, I was shocked because I went to, in fact, you have to unshock this later. One of the <laughs> shocks I got from the Philippines was that people live in, in refuse dump area, especially yeah. in Payatas. Yeah. You're talking about the ghettos. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about the ghettos. From there, they cook from there. But when I went there, I saw that place, I said, wow. <laughs> if somebody closed my eyes, if you close my eyes and you dump me there, you say, where are you? Where are you? I will never believe I'm abroad. I will say I'm in yeah. one part of Africa. The point is this. The issue of tribe and the negative connotation about the word tribe that is always depicted or seen within the context of Africa is the picture painted by these writers. Are they yes, completely yes, yes. true? No. And no, they're also they're not, not mm-hmm. completely true. Yeah, to some yes. extent, it's correct. Let's mm-hmm. face it, let's be honest. Some mm-hmm. of those writings are really true, but that is but, not, but it's not the, the picture. No, that's right. Yeah. It's not the complete or the totality of the reality mm-hmm. of a continent called Africa. Yes. You go to Africa, Africa is the richest resource um, continent in the world. It's the true. richest continent in the world. Yes, in terms and of And at the same time, resources. the forest, at the same time, the poorest continent in the world. Why? Which because is of leadership. The point is the imagery of a nation depicted mm-hmm. by writers that over generations people have already put in their mind, and that's the way they look at different people or different races or nation yes. is, is because of those connotations by those writers. So I'm not talking about the good. Mm-hmm. Just like in Nigeria, you have the good, the bad, the ugly. This, same with Europe and America. When I went to U.S., I was shocked with the level of homeless people I saw in New York alone. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. in New York alone. One of my friends was telling me, wait until you go to is it California. Or Georgia, I can't remember the particular part. There are more homeless people. Then I said to myself, when I travel from my house, Santo Thomas Batangas, to my school in Calamba, I hardly see yeah. homeless people. Yeah. I hardly. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. from that distance. But you, New York, you'll be shocked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they don't carry that. When yeah. there's AIDS, it's Africa. Anything poverty, the first best story and picture is Africa. Anything mm -hmm. negative, the best picture is Africa. But by the time you look at it very well, it's not true. That is the risk, the richest continent in the world. Europe, America, especially China, they have invaded Africa right now because mm -hmm. they have because of the riches. Because yeah. of the riches. Yeah. Hi, we're glad that you're enjoying our episode up to this point. But we would also like to know what you think. What other stuff would you like us to discuss in the future? We'd really love to hear from you, so send us an email or drop by our social media. All those links provided in the description. And by the way, if you want to rate us on whatever platform you're on, please, please go ahead. And now, back to our program. You know, Nigeria has a very rich uh, movie industry, I, I heard. Yeah, Nollywood. Yeah, they call it yeah. Nollywood. Would you say that a lot of movies actually, since they're made by Nigerians too, they would give a, a person like me so, some good idea at least of how Nigerians are in contemporary life and how they see their history? Yeah. Uh, well, in the first place, what is the goal of this movie, guys? It's for profit. <laughs> yeah. All the movies in the Philippines are nothing but love, 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 love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you cannot, you cannot have a very meaningful discussion or a very exciting discussion with an average Filipino or even a literate Filipino without talking about love life. <laughs> the discussion will not that. end by it will not end if they don't ask you how's your love life you have a girlfriend yeah that's true yeah, that's are you married are you single so that <laughs> is so there are cultural nuances over the years uh -huh. now the movie industry are produced by those who are entrepreneurs uh -huh. now sometimes these movies are produced to depict what is happening in the society yeah but the way it is depicted is not sometimes absolutely true yeah, it, it, it's not... Some accurate. of them are true. That's why you have true life stories. Yes. When people yes. write books, it's either fictional or what I call fictionalization of reality mm -hmm. or it's, it's there. For example, you watch most of the movies in Nigeria before now. Even yeah, now, okay, okay. Yeah, it's all yeah. about ritual, killing people to become wealthy, mm -hmm. trying to... Okay. Do some yeah, that's really that. Today, one of the biggest industry is the movie industry in Nigeria. Yes, yes. Now, as... As a businessman, the first thing that comes to my mind for me to get more profit is to ask myself the question, what are the opportunities there? What is the need for me? Now, the Nigerian context will not produce everything, love, love, movie. It will not sell. Yeah. So in Africa, an average Nigerian is ambitious. They will keep struggling, even if it means crossing the ocean, even if it means coming this guy because of love for family. Remember, mm -hmm. we have many things in common. The yeah, love for family yeah. in the Philippines and Nigeria is very strong. Now, <laughs> for me to make sure that my family back in Nigeria is they have to be provided a good life, I go to Europe, America to work. Okay, okay. So I can okay. go back and exchange the currency from dollar to naira, for example, that's already big. One dollar is like uh, almost 10 naira, it's times 10. Can okay. you imagine the gap? Yeah. So, what do they do? So you go back to the question again, the movie industry, these guys are very intelligent. They produce uh -huh. movies whereby the end of the story is you struggle and you end up becoming rich. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. So you you yeah, have to, fight, have to, thing, yeah. have to go right. through sorcerers, witchcraft in order to get rich because that is a secret. Just like you reach, you read a secret book, right? About mm-hmm. magic. Once you find uh-huh. the, the, the magic word, the, magic, the, 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 magic, the, magic, the incantation, mm-hmm. yes. Same, incantation, the same. So the Nollywood is there. It's a depiction of the reality of Africa or Nigeria. But beyond that depiction, sometimes it's ready um, to, to another extreme. It's not really the case. Oh, yeah, but yeah. It gives you an idea. It's not really the yeah. case, another extreme. But yeah. by and large, it gives you an idea of the kind of society an average youth in Nigeria is facing. They want a better life. The only way to get a better life is one, they find a good job. They cannot find yeah. a good job. They have to do everything possible to look for means of survival, even if they, have to, if they have to go selling drugs or scamming or whatever. The goal yeah. is to survive. And that yeah. is the goal of every man. Politicians yeah. are doing yeah, the yeah, same. True, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A politician not doing the same, they still our resources. They promise us something during the election, they get to power, they do something else. Yeah. They get corrupt. The same mm-hmm. way is just that they are doing it in the most sophisticated way. We are doing it in a more rural kind of mm-hmm. native way. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it takes two to tangle. Yes, corruption is there in Africa. Yes, these are there. The movies depict the reality. But some of those movies, or most of those movies today, they are extreme. They are not really exactly the same. <laughs> okay, okay. But, yeah. but, 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 but it's yeah. also a depiction of the reality of what is happening there. Why? Because an average Nigerian wants to survive, wants to have a better life, and the same with Filipinos. Yes. There are Filipinos in Nigeria, thousands of them in Nigeria. One day I was teaching, let me tell you something. One day I was teaching. Some mm-hmm. of my students told me, oh, Dr. Francis, we saw on news three Nigerians were arrested because of drugs. I said, okay, they were arrested because of drugs. Okay, I'm sorry. Two months later, I said, guys, I have good news for you. What's the good news, sir? Three Filipinos will be killed in China because of drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sadly, you see the difference? Sadly enough, yeah. So I now use the opportunity to tell them, if you are a bad girl or a bad boy in my class, it's okay. Try to be good. If you are good, try to be better. If you are better, try to be the best you can be so that you don't end up becoming one of those bad boys because mm-hmm. it's still a choice to be good or not to be good. Mm-hmm. So whether I watch those movies or not, I know as a matured man that this movie is a sad story. This movie leads to heroic activity. Mm-hmm. This movie gives me an impression that I can endure suffering. One day I can become rich. It depends on how I interpret the movie so that I can uh-huh. move from being reactive to becoming proactive beyond the situation. What I gather from what you've said is, you know, really the only difference in, you say, how groups in Africa act and the rest of the world is actually not much. I mean, no. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. It, the yeah. only difference is the matter of how it is depicted, it is reflected yeah. to, uh, yeah. to others outside Africa. Yeah, you're in in a continent like Africa. It's actually the same as being in a continent like Asia, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, all sorts of situations. Uh, can come together and maybe produce, you know, some kind of conflict. But at the same time, it also produces a lot of stuff that the whole world can benefit from. Oh, correct. So it's a really great big mixture. Correct. Because 
that place, the continent is really very big. <laughs> I read somewhere that what you see in any flat map, that's not totally accurate because just the land area of Africa is so large. And given a large uh, land area like that and the diversity of inhabitants, all sorts of uh, drama and all sorts of interactions are actually there. You, you can't simplify, you can't characterize it in a few set of descriptions. Right. You know, it's still best to try to learn much more and just make sure that you're getting the accurate picture. Yeah. Do you see things moving in a certain direction? Uh, do you see it moving in more positive or? No, there's always a positive side of every venture, okay? Uh -huh. Society is growing, uh -huh. changes are constant. For example, the beautiful part of COVID is that it has exposed the world and it has exposed the fact that no nation can claim to be independent after all. Mm. Uh, no nation yeah. can claim to be superpower after all. Mm. Even the religious leaders mm -hmm. had no answers. They had to follow the prescription of the government. It's just a matter of common sense. Things are moving in Africa. Things mm -hmm. have always been moving in Africa. Mm -hmm. It's not something new. It's just that, unfortunately, from my yeah. many little years of experience as an individual, mm -hmm. the biggest mm -hmm. problem with Africa is the lack of foresight of African leaders. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Leadership is the most terrible thing in Africa. Mm. and not just Africa in most parts of the world. For example, yeah. you know, some of your elected officials, are they really qualified? But oh, they have the wealth, yeah. they have the connection. Those who are really qualified, who can make changes, usually don't get voted for. Yeah. Uh -uh. Because they just have the wisdom, but they don't have the machinery. Mm -hmm. They don't have the wealth. Mm. How come? Nigeria, Nigeria was almost at the same level of South Korea. Many uh, years ago, yeah, yeah, today, yeah. Nigeria is nowhere near South Korea in terms of oh, economic yeah. development. Yeah. Things yeah. are changing in Nigeria. Things will change. Africa is a very rich continent and still will be a rich continent. So yes. much potential. And countries like China, they are discovering those potentials. They are making use of those resources to better their people. Our leaders are so myopic. They only think okay. about themselves once they get the, the money they needed. That's all. They don't think about future. So an average African or Nigerian, for example, has a bright idea. They want to move the country forward, but they cannot because those who are there don't have the foresight to do so. But I tell you, the situation in Nigeria right now, compared to many years, is not as bad as people think. It's just that the depiction of the country Nigeria and of its people, and especially the continent of, of Africa, will always be negative. And that's why individual Nigerians or Africans have excelled all over the world and they are still making names, but still everybody's regarded as Africans and it will take years and years and years to completely wipe out that notion from the minds of people. And that's why wherever you find yourself as a black man or as a man from a particular tribe, you just have to carve an identity and be an ambassador of your country to the particular community where you find yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, when I see you, I don't see I don't see a Filipino. I don't see an Australian. I see a human being. I don't see white or black. I see a human being. But meanwhile, you look at the organ, the piano, the river, it's okay. black and yeah. white. Yeah. The combination of black and white produces beautiful melody, right? Beautiful, beautiful. It just has to coexist and yeah. learn from one another. 
let, let me stop now before I, I, because you know, each time I have the opportunity to speak, I, I can be like a rattlesnake. I can speak <laughs> tomorrow because when I speak, many thoughts I can muzzle in many thoughts at the same time because I've got more than 40 different subjects. Yeah. What a 4-0. <laughs> yeah. that, that was so beautifully said. We're going to talk about so much more in the future, definitely. <laughs> what are the first things that you can take away, Nathan? You first. Yeah, I mean, every every time we, we do an episode, uh, there's always lots of things that are kind of mind-expanding. And, um, yeah, there's so much here. Um, you know, he talks a lot about tribes and about perceptions. A lot of it has to do with perceptions of, of people and things like that and and you know perceptions are, are not always the truth so so that's yeah, uh, yeah perceptions are not always and i think you know as as francis says a lot of the things that you apply to tribalism or tribes in africa occur everywhere in the world and even in yes, australia yes, you know yes. and it's 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 a common thing um we, we might call it a different name or it might have a different context but you know whatever happens in africa can also you know it's absolutely it has yep. a mirror yeah somewhere. In the rest yep. of the world, the point that is driven home for me is when my when Sophia asked that, you know, do ethnic groups, you know, what role do they play in contemporary society in Africa? I would say that you could rephrase the question as, uh, what role do ethnic groups play in every kind of situation? Correct. Actually, they still play a big role, Correct. not just in yeah. Africa. Right, yeah. not just in Africa, but even even in places like Europe, you know, yeah. also a continent, even in Asia or wherever. Indeed, in Australia. In yeah, in Australia, and and that's the biggest takeaway I've had. You know, mm. many of the perceptions we feel are differences have a deeper truth that makes it the same for everyone. Yep. And I hope, you know, in spite of the differences that exist, the similarities eventually make us live with each other more easily. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Well said. And we would also like to hear from the audience. You've probably seen a new side to uh, your perceptions of the African continent. We would like to hear back from you. Has, have your opinions changed? Uh, has it stayed the same? Did we at least help a bit in clearing up some of you know, the confusing information that might have been in your mind when you think about Africa? Uh, any parting words, Francis? I just would like to say thank you to Reggie for this opportunity. And thank you to Dr. Joy for giving me this opportunity on this platform. I enjoy every bit of this uh, activity. Unless we speak, people may not also understand or get to learn. So thank you so much for this opportunity. I look forward to more opportunities like this where I can also share. Thank okay. you very much. No worries. So with that, uh, I hope that uh, we see each other again in another episode. Please, please do uh, send us your comments and suggestions on what we should discuss next. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much, Francis. Bye. Good day to everyone. Bye. Bye.
thank you very much for dropping by on this our fourth episode if you're new here please don't forget to click on that like subscribe or follow buttons depending on what platform you're on so you won't miss all of our episodes and by the way don't forget to also check out our previous three episodes i promise you it's like traveling the world we're gonna hope to squeeze in a sort of casual year ender and we'll be exchanging our own stories about what shocked us for this fourth episode, there were three participants, myself, Nathan, and Francis. Music came from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Again, thank you very much, sir. You're so very generous. Yes, we're gonna gradually be drawing in more people. I'm gonna be inviting uh, more people to join our social media platforms, which you will find in the description. Yes, I want to grow the tribe of the Unshocked. Please keep throwing us your questions, your comments, your opinions. Do give us your honest rating. It's been a tremendous 2021. We hope to see you again in 2022 and beyond. So until next time, prepare to be Unshocked.